You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 102, Butt Flex. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that has a lot to say about drinking hot Coca-Cola. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. And I'm Raven Perez. We welcome you again to another episode of the Savage Fincast, where, of course, we talk about the best comic book ever made, Savage Dragon, created by the best writer-artist of all time, Eric Larson. It's literally mm-hmm. all we talk about. We won't shut up about it. You can't stop us. You're not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you were, I've seen Jim. He can take you, old man. I'll fight my dad. Fuck I'll yeah, do dude. Savage Fincast, the the podcast that fights its dad. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, I think we got some killer uh, news that we're going to kick things off with. We do have some news, yes. Yeah, a little... Um, if you were to consume meat and potatoes, this would be a, uh, not even a appetizer. It would be like a, um, you sit down and the chips and salsa are already there. Okay, so let's hold dig up, right in. Hold up, stop. Hmm? Raven, say that again. Say say salsa again. Salsa. Okay, never mind. Salsa, what? You put a lot of Wait, R. Did you think I said it clerk style salsa? You put a lot of R at the end of that salsa. Salsa? Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> No, nah, dude. It's never, New England style. Never would I ever. <laughs> you got pretty angry about that. No, my name is uh, my was, name is Raven Perez. I was just had I my, say my mind blown. I had to hear no. it again. I had to be sure. Oh yeah, you definitely misheard. Salsa and Santa salsa. Claus. Give me some salsa for Menachers. <laughs> it's ridiculous, dude. <laughs> I think the first news article that we would like to talk to you today, dear listener, is. The cover for Savage Dragon 258, A Walk on the Wild Side. Um, Eric Larson, uh, to social media, broadcasted the cover for Savage Dragon 258. It's a pretty sweet cover. It has new fan favorite Walter the Tiger uh, standing next to Amy, and she has on classic dragon glasses. You old finheads know what I'm talking about, but if you're a newer finhead... Uh, you Google this cover, you'll see that those glasses Amy has, they're iconic to long-time readers. So it's a pretty sweet cover. I think it looks dope as a motherfucker. Uh, Jim, Craig, I'm going to need your takes, your energy on this. So once upon a time, a long time ago, of two years ago, my favorite Savage Dragon cover of all time was the Captain Tootsie Fighting Malcolm cover. It's a good one. Well, it's been shoved off the pedestal, kicked into the dirt, because this is my favorite Savage Dragon cover of all time. 
trash before this cover. Yes. I really just a great. dig this cover a lot. Just not mm-hmm. only from like co- composition wise, I just think the color on it's just it's so good. And also just conceptually it it's such such a cool idea of Amy and Glasses hanging out with her cool tiger friend in leather jacket. Just yeah, so man. cool. How could we ever be as cool as this cover? I don't think so. No. <laughs> no. There's no hope. Don't try. You'll fail. Yeah. I mean, how could you not pick this comic up off the stands if you saw it? I, I always get a kick out of, like, covers that don't have the main hero on it. Um, yeah. It's just always interesting. Like, whoa, what's going on here? So I'm totally down with it. Good stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing the relationship with Walter and Amy. It seems like a, a cool match. I also think it's cool because it um, allows something that Eric's been doing with the Canada years to sort of uh, shine. You know, he's not been afraid to like reference shit. You know, so clearly this car that ain't your that ain't your typical Larson car. And this Halifax Street, I bet if you were to look, you'd probably see that it's just like there's some of the like this sofa shop probably is like on that street. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I love it. Uh, if you are just a passerby in the comic shop, that's something that you've not been getting a taste of. Whereas us cool heads, cool cats, fin heads, whatever you want to say, we've been reading this. We've been enjoying this. Now he's flexing the reference muscles right on the cover. I love it, dude. It's a great that cover. Little, that sign with the gear, he's mm-hmm. had that on like a shirt before. I think it's like some podcast that he listens to, but I don't, I don't remember what the logo's from. Pop quiz, do you think that above the sofa shop that is a KFC logo? Yeah, absolutely. What else could so it be? No idea. Canada has Kentucky Fried Chicken. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course. Obviously, dude. they speak China's English. China's got Kentucky Fried Chicken. I was going to say, just kidding. Japan does too. They <laughs> fucking love the colonel. Kentucky, baby. It's all over the world. Dude, Kentucky Fried Chicken is like bigger than McDonald's in China. Really? I be- yeah, I believe huge. it. That's awesome. And McDonald's sucks. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's sucks shit. Yeah, right on. Guys, I mean, I don't know. I guess we're done talking about this cover, but, like, it's a fucking badass cover, and I love it. And I'm ready for a Walter Amy-centric issue. If this yeah. issue is all about these two, f- sign me the fuck up. All the covers have been fire lately. They've just He's just really been on a roll. I want to say that he's galvanized rejuvenated by the near death of the direct market he saw he's like <gasps> and then he's like oh no i got him back i gotta really deliver mm. so or another bit of news is we got kind of a surprise announcement a few weeks ago um some covers popped up for graphic fantasy number one and graphic fantasy number two uh but with image comics logos apparently image comics and eric larson are Printing uh, facsimile editions of Graphic Fantasy 1 and 2. Uh, mm-hmm. These will reprint the entire contents of those original appearances of Dragon in their entirety. Not only the Dragon part, but also Prism and uh, the uh, Iron Hawk stories. Um, not sure what else is in Graphic Fantasy 2, because it's not on the cover, so I'm not actually sure what's in that one. Um, but apparently... Um, these will be in black and white as they were originally printed. They'll have all their 
Uh, they'll have all its content, not only the, the comics, but also the house ad, not house ads, what am I saying? Uh, also, like, uh, text articles and other things that were, like, because Graphic Fantasy was originally a uh, a fanzine of sorts. So yeah. there's not only comics, but other things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find interesting is I never realized Graphic Fantasy number one was a 72-page comic. I didn't realize it was so long. Yeah. Uh, so it is a $10 book. It's Facsimile Edition, whereas uh, Graphic Fantasy 2, I believe, is shorter uh, and uh, only uh, $6 for the for the, for the the new one. Uh, Eric basically says that uh, these comics are pretty much impossible to find, so if you want to have a copy, the this is a good way to get them in your collection uh, if you don't want to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for the real deal. Yeah, I just eBayed Graphic Fantasy just for shits and giggles. Literally, Graphic Fantasy number one, uh, I see two uh, copies on eBay. Uh, you can get it for either the sweet, sweet price of $4,000. That's or... <laughs> That's way too much. Or, you know, hey, if you don't want one that's graded a 9.4, maybe you're okay slumming it up with a 9.2 graded graphic fantasy. Dude, how... It's only going to cost how any of them could be in the nines. Honestly, they, they're they're great. Like they're they're graded on a curve because they're handmade. All right, I think that's how that works. And in fact, I think the like the color of the of the uh, the banner that they use uh-huh. indicates that. Well, get. I just gotcha. want you guys get a load. Get a load of the price drop when you go from a nine point four graded graphic fantasy yeah. number one to a nine point two. Uh, that little point two difference is going to save you almost $2,000. So, yep, 9.2, that's a slim $2,200. At 9.4, that's $4,000. So, if you think of it this way, that is a steal of a deal to be able to get those facsimiles for only like 9 bucks, right? <laughs> I, re- I feel like I remember in the 90s, like, seeing those on eBay for like 100 bucks. Oh, I'm sure. Bucks, I'm sure. And being like, nah. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of people, they didn't even know Dragon's First Appearance was in Graphic Fantasy. They all think it's in Megaton. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's the Like, comment. official sources like Overstreet had Megaton as Dragon's First Appearance for ages and ages. Right. Uh, so it's, uh, it, it's cool that he's reprinting this, though, because of, like, Paul Dragon and the interest of Paul Dragon and for people to actually read the original Paul Dragon tales in its original format, kind of, you know. I, the only ones that actually exist. I find it's fascinating, just from a reprint standpoint, the fact that we are also getting the Prism and Iron Hawk stories as well. Yeah. Um, you never hear anything about Iron Hawk. We've we've seen Prism bef- come back before, right? But what's the- I actually got a copy of the original Prism comic from Eric. Like I don't know if you guys remember this, but on the boards he sold like a bunch. Like he found a box. <laughs> just sold them on the boards. I don't remember. I forget that how I got it. So he, he, I, I believe he sold it on the boards. Um, but I remember him saying, "Oh, I just found this," and like a bunch of us just bought them. But I know, I know Prism. I know Dragon. I don't know anything about Iron Hawk. I want to. I want to learn about Iron Hawk. You I, will February third. I believe the art is pretty bad <laughs> for the Iron Hawk stuff. It's pretty like amateur. Doesn't matter, dude. It's big on heart. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I mean, Prism's good. I mean, it's it's. I'm assuming like the company. Look at the company that Ironhawk is keeping. 
I'm saying Prism is good. Dragon Paul Dragon is great. So I'm just assuming that they wouldn't just like be like, hey, third dude, you can be shitty if you want. Like I'm sure it's pretty good. I'm just guessing. These are guess educated guess. <laughs> so uh we good with that? I think that's it. Oh yeah. We're going I think, on. I think you might have something it's, interesting it's, for us. Well the the um Graphic Fantasy is two issues, right? At ten bucks a piece? No. Graphic Fantasy one is ten. Graphic Fantasy two is eight. Oh. Less pages. Oh, uh, there's or a wrinkle. Not eight, not eight, six. But yes, I imagine it's less oh, pages. Okay. There's a wrinkle we didn't throw out. As of this fincast, there is slightly conflicting information. Um Eric said that these would be black and white facsimiles, which would be more true to like how they originally were. Right. However, Image's website has talk of deluxe editions with faux newsprint, which would be likely just reprints of the backups that were recently done in Savage Dragon. So we don't know for sure what the scooparoo is with that. We looked hard to try and find something definitive. And it looks like maybe there's going to be deluxe versions in color and also facsimile editions in black and white. Hey, sorry, listener. You know as much as us. There you go. All right. So our next piece of news. Um, listeners, I'm sure if you listen to us, you also listen to Cartoonist Cave because it's one of the coolest podcasts on cartooning out there. Um, I really enjoy it. I no, you like it, Raven. I don't know oh, if you yeah. listen to it, Jim. I've but, never heard uh, of it. <laughs> Too small um, time for the Savage Fincast, right? <laughs> uh, cartoonists uh, Ed Piscor, Jim Rugg, uh, sometimes are joined by Tom Scioli. But um, they uh, they have some great interviews and they have some great book reviews. Um, they have a, a channel on YouTube, so just look up Cartoonist Kayfabe if you haven't seen it. And they kind of go page by page flipping through and, and just discussing the comics when they're reviewing stuff. And uh, this past month they did um, the Image X Month review where they reviewed all of the Image comics from, I think it was like this round issue. 13. 13 for Savage Dragon. I think the same for Wildcats is like on issue 14. Maybe right. Spawn was at 25 or something. And I don't know where where uh cyber force was but it's all the the image and Shadowhawk was zero because i don't think that was like still ongoing but it's all the image heavies lightfield valentino uh larson silvestri mcfarlane who am i missing uh jim lee know. jim lee of course or, um or not all... <laughs> yeah right yeah, they jim all DC. switched uh books and so Larson and Jim Lee switched. Larson got Wildcats. Jim Lee got Savage Dragon, which is, if you're a dragon collector, you know this. Um, Lifefield and Valentino switched. Youngblood and Shadowhawk. And McFarlane and Sylvester switched Spawn and Cyberforce. So, anyway, the Cartoonist Kayfabe guys did a review of each one of these comics. And they talked about the Eric Larson Wildcats comic for about 20 minutes, which was a fun listen. Uh... I love these guys because they dig Larson. They understand it. They get it. Um, I think they said that um, it was probably one of the best issues of the crossovers, and that you know they dig Eric as a cartoonist, uh, which you know I think it's 
you know, when you look at the stuff, the cartooning and the story wise of these crossovers, Eric's was pretty fun. Um, oh, yeah, dude. It's fantastic. You know, Jim Lee's was more like, I don't know, it, it was just so basic and, and more of a grifter story. But <laughs> yeah. um, Larson, they did take away points for him and other guys because instead of just embracing Wildcats, he did bring in Freak Force. Mm-hmm. And so he's pushing, and I don't blame him for pushing your own characters. Hey, you want to sell your book? Why not have him, you know, uh, be guests in the comic? Sure. Uh, maybe Wildcat guys would pick up Freak Force. But, um, you know, they, they kind of wished that they would just have, you know, the, the creators would, would have just embraced the books without bringing their own characters in. Sure. Um, but it was cool. They kind of laughed about Freak Force. They said, you know, they're kind of like a B team, which they're not lying when, when it was like Image was out. You know, Freak Force was the, like, I think they called them the West Coast Avengers versus Wildcats, which were like the Avengers in terms of popularity. Well, sure, um, sure. But they definitely gave Freak Force props. They said, you know, not not digging on Freak Force. It's a fun, it was a fun book and a great book, but just levels of popularity but anyway i encourage you guys to take a listen it it was kind of a fun little jaunt and they always do a good job bonus and this is not a proper news article so i'm just throwing this in alongside it but i want to say that cartoonist kayfabe's image x month prompted rob servations yes rob liefeld's podcast to also look at the Image X Month, and a clo- I haven't listened to it, but apparently I didn't get a chance to either. Well, according to him, he's got the scoop behind the scenes. <laughs> so, hey, take it with a grain of salt. I'm just saying, if you go down that cartoonist cafe yeah. rabbit hole and you're just hungry for more, well, there's some Rob Servations that you could Do, get have to. You, have you guys listened to any Rob Servation uh, episodes? His Heroes Reborn episodes. Uh-huh. He did like a two or three parter. Mm-hmm. Fucking phenomenal so fun to listen to all the behind like he doesn't hold back talking about the behind the scenes stuff and kind of like the backstabbing and stuff that that went <laughs> on uh especially like jim lee stuff which is pretty amazing stuff that he talks about uh it's it's well worth the listen if you guys Ooh. are like you know you're drawing a comic or something want something to listen to it's it's some juicy tidbits you're selling me, dude. Um yeah yeah it's I, fun. I haven't listened to it but that image x one was about to drag me in yeah, he's a good storyteller. I don't know how much of it, uh, you know, obviously it's all one person's point of view, but uh, he's entertaining. I'll give you that. Yeah, man, definitely. I feel like uh, he's a charismatic character, if nothing else. Yeah. but And it's always cool to hear an image, any image founding father talk about the past. Well, especially Rob, he's gone through so much. He's got a lot of great stories, you know, just his podcast is real fun podcast to listen to so if you want to be entertained take a gander (laughs) sweet um hey dudes one last news article well just a little quickie koala to take you out of the news section um toy galaxy which is a youtube uh channel it's toy centric Mostly they talk about action figures, 80s pop culture, 80s, 90s pop culture. They do a lot of uh, history of and they do a lot of top 10 lists and figure reviews and shit like that. If you're uh, in the Savage Dragon, you know, fandom, you're right in that sweet spot for Toy Galaxy, whether you like toys or not, right? However, uh, 
they're really an awesome uh, channel. Dan Larson is like the face, but there's like I think two or three other dudes that help him. But like Dan Larson is the main dude hosting Toy Galaxy. And um, it's so funny because the timing of this, like I was just like bored, just like watching random YouTube things. And like I was watching Toy Galaxy and they were like, man, they were all around Savage Dragon. And he was like talking about Spawn and and, like image founding and stuff because it's comic centric too, you know, toys and comics very connected. And uh, boom, baby. It's as if I manifested it to be Toy Galaxy did a history of savage dragon cartoon comics and toys episode and it's very short i mean anybody can squeeze this into their life it's like maybe 11 12 minutes top something like that but uh dan talks about you know just savage dragon the cartoon savage dragon the comic savage dragon the toys how it all connected how it was performing like you know what's going on and i think the cool thing for savage dragon fans why it's cool and good to watch is it's just very even-handed you know dan didn't like shit on savage dragon he didn't make a lot of savage dragon just went a whole nother direction Woo! adult he didn't do any of that dumb shit <laughs> it really felt whether he's a fan or not it felt like he did his homework and he was very in line with like you know savage dragon as a property it ends with him saying that yeah you know a lot of time if you consume a lot of toy galaxy he's talking a lot about like oh you know this series went on to have a lasting legacy forever like star wars or transformers it would be like all this series you know it it died on the shelves it never could perform so we all know savage dragon didn't go on to have toys and toys and toys but dan did his research enough to know that it was because eric wanted savage dragon to be a comic and it's cool i'm just saying it's worth refreshing it is very yeah that's it you said it refreshing is the word i was just when i finished the episode i went into it like i was tensed up i was like oh shit (laughs) i was like oh god this is gonna be shitty here we go click and it was awesome he knew he researched he knew what the fuck he was talking about he knew that he knew eric's views on merchandise and cartoons and shit he knew what he was talking about. So I would say any Savage Dragon fan would like the history of Savage Dragon cartoon comics and toys episode. Just go on YouTube, look up Toy Galaxy. Savage Dragon is the most recent one. So enjoy. And that is it for news. <laughs> uh, so next up, of course, we got some uh, of interesting conversation discussion. So last time we posed the question, uh, what uh, what artists would you like to see on uh, variant covers on Savage Dragon? Uh, as you all know, I had a very uh, heated words about the topic, um, but we did get <laughs> a response to uh, us. Let me just read this email out. Hey guys, overall I don't mind the odd variant cover here and there. Used sparingly, I think they can be cool, but that requires some level of restraint and long-term thinking on the part of the publishers. Two things which are sadly lacking, it would seem. That being said, I think Eric does it the right way. My favorite variant was the black and white cover for 222, and wouldn't be opposed to Eric doing more of these, as it really showcases his, his awesome inks. As for future variants, I would love to see Joe Mad returning to Dragon, uh, Dale... 
Cano would be another one. We got a little taste during Image United, but I know he would kill it on a single character image. And lastly, a gatefold variant cover for 300, featuring every member, past and present, of the VC, drawn by George Perez. Love nice. the show. Love the show. The Fincast and the uh, Burlingham interviews have quickly become an integral part of the monthly Savage Dragon reading experience. Keep up the good work. Regards, uh, Jero rhymes with arrow. By the way, Burlingame, Russ. Oh, uh, Del Keown. <laughs> Unfortunately, just in I case pit. listeners think I was like, "Well, oh, we got this, <laughs> listeners. Don't worry, we got it." Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure George Perez has officially retired, so that dream will not come true. We can all have dreams, I guess. How do you think? Like, how do you think a damn uh, guy like George Perez truly retires? Do you think he's just sitting in his living room, just drawing like shit tons of heroes everywhere? I don't know. I don't know what happens when an artist retires. Do they just finally get to draw? What's funny is they don't. Like normally, most cartoonists work till they die. So I'm just, I'm like, what? Like, I, you, I dude, think you... Perez was forced to retire because I think his health started tanking. Either um... I think either eyes or the hands, and then they're just like, oh, I can't do this professionally anymore. Yeah. Uh, we had a bit of a scare with uh, Jim Starlin because he injured his hand with a uh, with one of those magic bullets. Apparently, it blew up in his hand and like injured his drawing hand. But apparently, he recovered enough recently to start working again. Oh, What's really? A magic bullet. Oh yeah, he uh, did a Dreadstar Returns Kickstarter, so he's going to be uh, he's he is currently drawing the final Dreadstar volume. Wait, what is a magic bullet? It's, a, it's like in a, this context, a magic bullet is um, it's like a salad shooter, except it's like butt plug shaped. A goddamn oh. salad! <laughs> oh did wow! Did you say it's butt plug shaped? He sure did. <laughs> of all the shapes, butt plug. <laughs> exactly. Of all the shapes, <laughs> there's infinite shapes, and you went for the butt plug. It may not have been that. It was definitely some household appliance that you apply pressure to to activate. And when uh-huh. he did, oh, like oh shoot, one. you know what? It wasn't one magic bullet. <laughs> it was one of those uh, soda maker machines. A soda maker? What? So, he, so well, you're, Craig, you're a dad. You, the know, little... you know what the soda maker machines are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. carbonated fountain. Yeah, so apparently. Maker. They come with the little whippets. Right, so he True. put the bottle in the machine to mix the, the carbonated water in the, in the syrup, and apparently it overpressurized and exploded in his hands. Jesus. What a nightmare, dude. As an artist, what? yeah, it's probably the worst thing that could pop. possibly happen. Yeah, and like, I had a buddy who was a, like a god-tier guitarist, and he had a motorcycle accident, and he flew over the bars, and he, you know, <sighs> you throw your hands out to catch yourself. Yeah. He fucked up his hand, and he was terrified. Well, he wasn't going to be about, able to like, um, play guitar. What about the football player that blew his fingers off with fire, with the firecrackers? That's right. I forgot about he that. He still dude. played. I don't know if he still plays, and I don't know who it is. I can't remember. Bro, you got to take care of your tools, dude. Don't be making sodas. Just buy so one. So if you're if, if you're like a pretty popular artist, do you insure right. your hands? If yeah, I would say you should, right? I mean, it's your way to make a living. What other skill set that, do you have? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how that works. Who is it? Who has their legs? Is it Jennifer Lopez? That's got the legs insured. I have no idea. It's her butt. She nope. You know what? It is her butt. I saw her butt is insured. Yeah, Jayla's so got the butt like, insured. A dog yeah. bites a chunk of her ass off. Yeah, dude. If she's like, say, if she's filming like a scene in a movie where she's a mailman, 
and like the stunt dog goes crazy and just tears her ass cheek off. <laughs> Boom. She's set for life. I can't make a living without my ass cheek. That's it. That's my money maker. You can't Literally. do the one cheek Literally. squeak with one cheek. That's the ironic part. Can you clap with one cheek? No, you can't twerk. Think about it. It would look <laughs> weird, dude. She'd only look right from one side. What a nightmare. We're making What's light. What's the sound of one cheek clapping? Are you pressing your ass up against the microphone? No. <laughs> oh, okay. So, wow. Well, that's shocking is all I can say. Mm. And he's recovered though, right? Like all this is not cruel. Well, like we're. Oh no, he like, um he, he like I said he's drawing the uh, a new volume of uh, Dreadstar. It's <sighs> just all scribbles. Nah. <laughs> he's drawing it with his teeth. You know what? Can I just say something like? If ever, like George Perez, okay, take it back to George Perez. If ever artists want to continue working, simply go digital. Y- you must. Like, if you're just like, ah, my eyes are too bad, dude. Guess what? If you're drawn on a tablet, you can zoom in, make it, make a tiny panel the whole size of a screen, and just keep drawing. And you don't even have to be as, like, minute and, like, just please. We have the technology. Please don't let Raven that stop. 85 cataracts in both eyes. Fuck yeah, His dude. Eyes pressed up against the screen. And I just have the tablet, like the stylus, just taped to my giant, like, mitt. You just got a, like a plug connected to the back of your head at that point. You just think in the comments think happen. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the world isn't and ready for thought. None comments. of the kids want to read your comics, they just want to jerk off to virtual reality. Well, Raven's here to bridge that, bridge that gap. Yeah, Raven's Dojo virtual reality. If you want, giant. A, if you want a little plot with your porn, I got you covered, dog. <laughs> Just a little plot, not much. Nah. Let's say that the pizza guy who shows up to the sexy customer, he's going to help save the world after they bone. That's it. That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> and Great. then Forbidden Frankenstein comes in, fucks nice. your shit up. Don Simpson. <laughs> Don Simpson name drop. Um, thank you, Jero, for that interesting topic. I sure wish that more listeners had replied. Simon, I know you're <laughs> listening. Uh, Andrew Detremont, I know you're listening. Raymond Cummings, I know you're listening. Maybe they all hate variant covers like I do. Maybe we're all just together in this. <laughs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it, dude. How about Satoris? Where's our boy? Satoris Gravis, where are you? If you don't play, you can't win. That's all I'm saying. Get in there. Give us those interesting conversations. Nothing to win. (laughs) Well. hmm. You don't know that. Oh, yeah, you do. Why don't you go make a soda, Jim? Ooh. (laughs) After that conversation we just had, you were going to wish that on Jim's hand? That's a dark. That took a dark turn, right? That's okay. Nothing of importance would have been lost. (laughs) <laughs> I believe we have a new interesting conversation, don't we? Yes. So, interesting conversation, the new edition. Uh, so, you listeners out there, hint, hint, write in, answer this question. Let's see what you got. Riddle me this. <laughs> so, you will see after we review this issue, this this question will make a little more sense, but... Assume Malcolm is dead. 
who could lead the book and leave you satisfied as a reader? So I guess I'll, uh, I'll flip the table over and uh, that doesn't even sound right. I'll turn the table over to one of you guys. Who who would you like to see take over the book if Malcolm is indeed dead? Flash yeah. Mercury. No, wait. <laughs> Angel. I've wanted Angel to be the lead in the book for a long time. Like, for ages and ages and ages. Like, I, I wanted her to be the star when... Uh, I can't remember what the circumstances were. There was like a moment where it was possible, but then it passed. Mm-hmm. I also wanted him to change the name of the book to Savage Dragons, plural, which I guess mm-hmm. could still happen, but I don't think he's ever going to do that. If Angel was the lead, would you have it be Angel Dragon instead of Savage Dragon? No, she's still Savage Dragon. Okay. She's Angel Dragon. She's a Savage Dragon. I like it. All right. Does she get a, a suit and a fake no, fin? No, she's just same character. <laughs> Nothing's changed. I like it. She's just the lead. That'd oh, be very and then, and then my uh, then readers. my um, and if I can't have that, I want her to be I, w- I wanted her to become super patriot. The, what? The all new, all different super patriot. Wow. Well, she wore the Wait. American flag, so and she was super strong. You know, so it totally made sense to me and only me. Cybernetic Does she limbs become a cyborg? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I'm talking classic super patriot. Oh. Cybernetic limbs are for later. You just make her like eighty years old. Oh no, God! You guys right. cut you off guys, her you arms guys, and legs. You guys totally do not <laughs> no, understand I, this conceptually. I know I am messing with you. Johnny Armstrong was just a strong dude in World War II. He didn't have cybernetic sure. limbs. He kicked ass. So why can't Angel inherit that mantle? And then in eighty years, she can lose all her limbs. Because Super Patriot's so much cooler now. Meh. With cybernetic limbs. Meh. <laughs> not compared to Angel. He's not. All right, Raven. Spot. <laughs> Are you ready to have your mind blown? Mm-mm. No. I also would be satisfied if Angel was the lead. And that's my first pick out of all of the supporting cast because I think that while that might not be like the most dragon centric parallel, I think that she could go in interesting, like there's interesting things where she doesn't quite have the healing factor or whatever else we wouldn't just, you wouldn't get quite that same vibe of her just getting, you know, blown into bits and then being okay. It's she'd have to be a bit of a more careful lead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she's still a, you know, member of the dragon family. Uh, I think that, uh, She's kind of like what would happen if Smasher was cool. Although, you know, Smasher did turn cool there towards the end. What if Smasher but, but cool? Yeah, exactly. Cool <laughs> cool Smasher, right? But, like, Angel um, has a lot of personality. She's a super legacy character. Uh, I would be very satisfied if she was the lead of the book. Um, that being said, you gave a backup. I'm going to give a backup. If you don't give it to uh, Angel then I am going to give it to Maxine. And you're like, what? Maxine as a lead, dude, she could have like kind of almost a Professor X, like to me, my X-Men kind of thing, where like she like fucking tells the kids to like go out and kick ass. Like she's like a splinter. 
like the kids as they get older, they just become like more and more adept at like protecting her, and then you'd be like super high stakes because she's like just That's a cool. normal person. So I With think her army, yeah, dude, like her just her little lesion. Like I think Angel is your more. If you had like to replace Malcolm, Angel is your more like one to one kind of parallel because right. you'll still get like super strength and brawling and all that stuff. But if you wanted something like fucking crazy, like Angel becoming Super Patriot, <laughs> then yeah, I put Maxine as the other character that would leave me satisfied because A, I just like her, but B, I think it would be interesting to have a main character that is not really capable of like super defending themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I have the I like that. so I have this I have this thing where I I I don't know is this common where you like kind of think about and theory craft your your fan like ideas of where the series can go it's way more common than you would it's more common than it should like be. isn't that like the whole point of this of reading these books is to imagine what could happen next not that's part of it i mean yeah it's part of it though for sure because um because back when i was thinking about angel taking over the book is like how would you do that my initial mm-hmm. idea was Angel joins the Chicago PD, and then she mm-hmm. she partners up with uh, Amy Belcher, who's human at the time, and they have mm-hmm. like a have like a buddy cop duo thing going on, like Dragon and Frank used to have. <laughs> well, what's funny is you get Angel and Frank now, so technically you could have your like Chicago, like Frank and you know frank and like a dragon like the, a strong like it's so funny how that's why i said that's kind of your not exciting pick because if you have angel and frank like you almost have like one-to-one dragon and frank like, right right right, just, right. The, the, the dynamics are just a little different i won't even tell you about that time i wanted overlord to reform freak force with malcolm <laughs> and angel on the team what? i won't get into that one today that's for later <laughs> That's wild, dude. That's wild as shit. All right. I, Craig, what, what so do you got? Lay it on. I like Angel. I just I don't see it happening because I don't think that she's visually appealing enough. Well, what would satisfy you? That's, so, that's yeah, really the question. Let's go back to the original question. What character would you have lead the book? Yeah, what yeah. would satisfy well, look, so, you? So let me just finish my point, though. But that's I so. do like her as a lead temporarily kind of like what he did with she dragon. Right. Cause I would like to see some of those stories get fleshed out with her as a lead. Sure. Uh, if it was like a four or five issue run. So I think that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But if I had to pick someone to just take over the book, right. Um, it's probably the softball kind of not softball, but the, the kind of the easy answer would probably be Amy dragon. Um, for the reason that we have not seen a lead in this book start from such a young age. Right. So by the time Malcolm, really took over the lead he was already an adult but to have a lead that grows up each Peter month Parker style with a focus that would be awesome that yeah. would be really interesting that's it, a really good i think good it would point. be like you have to even, be doing the juggling with school and shit and, and the supporting cast would all grow at the same time too for the most part besides the adults um it would be a real interesting experiment and it would keep that kind of dragon look that I feel Eric would be more comfortable with still having a alien dragon kind of lead. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I don't know, I, I especially after looking at that cover uh, that we were talking about with her and Walter, I definitely could see her taking over the book. Real talk, even though me and Jim both said Angel, like I have to imagine that the book would probably tank hard without someone with a fin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why. And that's why. And that's I, why Paul will never be the leader of this book. <laughs> but that's why I'm saying if Angel, I could see that happening with like a five issue, kind of, like like he did with She Dragon back in the day, and actually yeah. change the title to She Dragon. Like it would be kind of cool to change the title to Angel Dragon or something for five issues. I would be super down with that, but. Yeah, like, as far as taking over the... You know what? That is a really good pick, dude. I feel, like, shitty for my pick now. <laughs> nah, I kind of like that. It was pretty awesome. Like, Ninja Turtle Splinter reference is kind of a, a cool dynamic, actually. Uh, I, I'm really excited to see these kids grow because I think we talked about that last episode, right? Where we were saying, like, each kid seems to be getting their own trait. Or oh, yeah. Super smart one and, you know, the, the kind of the leader one and... You know, whatever, but, you know, I think that's the way Eric's going with these kids. He's going to give them their own unique trait. Tyrone does machines. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you guys out there uh, have some answers for us or you want to share your opinions, uh, please uh, write to us, savagefincast at gmail.com. And on our next regular episode, we will uh, read your mail. Um, so write in. Let us know. Uh, we want to know what you think. P.S. Assume Malcolm is dead. Who could lead the book and leave you satisfied as a reader? P.S. Mark Welser. Don't think I forgot you listen. You better write. <laughs> you, better, you better tell us who would be your satisfactory lead, motherfucker. We just guilted all seven of our listeners. I know. When you know their names, that's (laughs) (laughs) every, each listener, we named the ones that I know. And, oh, and Tony M. And Tony M. And Jero. Don't you forget. (laughs) You better write, dudes. I'm going to be so sad. And now the the three that we forgot are going to stop listening. I know, dude. They're going to be mad as a motherfucker. I'm sorry, guys. It's this whole pandemic. It's been hard. Hey, guys. Hmm? You know what time it is? You know, even though it was just Thanksgiving, I still have a hunger. You got something for me? I got some meat (gasps) and potatoes. (laughs) Can I tell you that that was exactly what I was wanting? The AMSR. No, dude, the meat and potatoes. Oh, oh, no. Oh. You're creepy ASMR. I thought I gave you like chills no. when I whispered in your ear. It has got to go. Enough. Enough. Everyone hates it. Andrew Detriment just wrecked hearing that. <laughs> Saying, dude. Can I tell you guys a super funny story, a little insider? You want a Rob Servation from me? So when I bought this A um, Raven Servation? Yes. Um, a raven quarry. Just kidding. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> when I bought this beautiful, beautiful issue, uh, Vicious Circle Triumphant, super cool cover, 254, red logo on black background, always a winner. But can you imagine 
what happened when, to my horror, I looked down and my hot little hand had put a thumbprint on this cover. Oh, black covers do that. Super sad was I, right? Did it lift the black off and it, leave your print? It sure did, your, yeah, dude. Greasy taco eating hand. Dude, that's You're racist. always eating tacos when you read. That's racist. <laughs> that was pretty racist. I'm Raven Perez, so that's, yep. but, <laughs> shame on you. I'm kidding. <laughs> but you always are eating tacos when you're reading Savage Dragon. I'm it's like, true. what the fuck is he doing? It's, I love it. Um, no, dude, so I had a thumbprint, and, like, my thumb lifted the ink. And I was like, oh, no, dick. I was like, dick balls. This is the worst. Hairy dick balls. I hate this. <laughs> I ruined my cover. And so I'm cruising the shelves looking, and lo and behold, the store has another copy sitting right on right on the stands right and you took it from some new reader that was gonna be his first issue you goddamn bastard i sure did fuck him that's what was it the other cover no it was it was the same one i swapped it out which which (laughs) (laughs) oh so someone's first issue's got a big raven thumbprint on it right be worth money someday hey baby i'm telling you just uh you know if ever i commit a crime That'll be like the clue that puts me away. And they're like, oh. Did you get did you get original flavor or extra seventies? I got original flavor. Extra seventies wasn't even available to me, oddly enough. Mm. How about you guys? I got both. Got both? Uh oh. Variant hater Purcell. <laughs> what <laughs> he did you digital. do? Uh digital ones have the uh um non image comic group covers. So they're making that choice for you. Yeah, makes it easy. Yeah, that's fine. I kind of I like the original on this one because he does a clear logo so you can see the rocks. All yeah, I, I was actually looking at that. I noticed that because um, the copy I'm reading is the uh, has both covers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the uh, because because I, I imagine it's because of the uh, circle icon behind uh, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. If oh that he can't do a see through right if he did a see through it'd look awkward because uh, ah, that's that's a good that's point. my that's guess because exactly I feel like the clear one pops better on this cover with the black agreed totally agreed dude but it's a beautiful cover anyway yeah it's fun stands out on the shelf so good dude just you walk by and you just see this like fucking black cover with Malcolm just falling in a rubble oh it's so good. What? Pray and tell. There's one out there with a giant white fingerprint spot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Goddamn Neanderthal. Uh, taco you handle eating. your comics with care. Taco eating bastard. <laughs> um, guys, what is Josh Icorn felt the whole world was so jive a reference to? Uh, I don't know. Seventies. Yeah. I don't know. Just curious. I mean, let's not let's not labor if we don't know. But I was just curious, listeners. If you know, write in. Let us know. I bet Simon knows. He. F- I feel like that's a reference he'll immediately get. Anyway, who's this rather dashing Canadian fellow here? The, this flag wearing superhero. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's pretty cool. The Canadian. I want to call him Captain North America. Um, is he's the Canadian? Is he named? Yes, the he, Canadian. He must be part of North Force, which we heard about last issue. Maple Bacon is what I would have called him. 
I mean, um, YMCA lyrics have "I felt the world was so jive." Oh, <laughs> beautiful! <laughs> I love it, dude. Felt the world you a was jive, so jive. It's good, dude. Um, I gotta. Can say, we bring that word back? Sorry, jive. That's that's jive. Can I tell you that an old man told me yesterday? He said, "I gave you a five. Now cut the jive." Oh my God, that's and the I, best. I thought, and I told him, I said, "Man, I'm gonna try." And like he laughed, he died laughing. Did you say you a cool motherfucker? I didn't do it because I didn't want to. Like you know, I knew I couldn't pull that off. I just said, "I'm." And try. that's no jive turkey. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you feel me? It's very close to Thanksgiving. I feel like we should have dropped the jive turkey a little sooner. Yeah, sorry. Let's get back to the Canadian. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, dudes, did we know Samurai's name was Gladys? No, it's no. <laughs> no, but it's hilarious. Isn't that funny to think of the it's like VC? like someone's grandmother's Gladys. <laughs> right? Like, the VC are on, like, first name basis with each other. Wait. But she calls him Roughneck. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. Wait a minute. Is, is how it's spelled here pronounced Gladys? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not short, that's not pronounced Gladdy, short for Gladys? No. Nah, no. It's oh. Gladys. Okay. Gladys Knight. I, yeah. I thought Glad I thought Gladys was short for Gladys. Nope. Hey Gladys. Um, <laughs> Gladys. <laughs> it's kinda like a, if you were Scottish. Give me a break, Gladys. <laughs> like you know you don't like it if you haven't tried it. <laughs> Roughneck dressed in the red and white and blue shorts all these years and he's had that Scottish well, accent. Well, <laughs> See, he's got the red, white, and blue shorts, but whenever uh-huh. I look at his uh, face, he reminds me of the English flag. Because right. he's got that red cross thing going on with the blue, which is uh, True. which is sort of kind of like the uh, mm. the uh, English flag and the uh, Scottish flag put together, but not quite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just roughneck. Yeah, Weirdo. He's just roughneck. The weirdest goddamn costume ever. Love it, dude. You think you? You think those screws are part of his powers, or he just puts them in? Puts them in, dude. Because they get knocked out all the time. He's so weird. That's that's a Dave Johnson thing. Yeah, parody of Dave Johnson with like the screws. I, th- I think did Dave Johnson was he the first to draw him? No, or is it a parody? No, Eric said he was a parody of Dave Johnson's characters. Okay, yeah, all right. You want a fun thing for your roughneck enjoyment, and I don't think we've ever brought it up in the show as much as we've done. Like we've done ten years of FinCast, and like you remember Hellshock? Yes, it kind of has that red cross face. Thing. Yes, dude. Yeah, roughneck's got the Hellshock face. There is a, just there is a movie with a DVD cover that mm-hmm. I, every time I see it, I think of roughneck because it's got that cross face going on. Couldn't tell you what it is off the top of my head though. The old crossface, dude. Do you think I love all, roughneck though, dude? I'm sorry. Last last question in this like weird roughneck like tangent we're on. You know how he's got like all the straight head screws? Yeah. Do you think there's another dude with like four ways? I th- well, I thought he had four ways because he those might just be reflections. No, they're all straight heads in this one. Oh well, I got that wrong that one time I tried to draw him. So you're saying is there a guy with Phillips head screws? Yeah, yeah, just covered in them. I think he's calling Philip Head. Yeah, whatever. Four way straight head. It's all good. No, I'm just saying with the character's name. Oh, like that's his Phillip name. Head. <laughs> Philip Head. I'm just saying. 
Think about it's it. His dude. brother. I think that uh, he has one of the funniest fucking faces on the following panel, where he's basically deciding he's just gonna like you know skis out and like you know. Vicious circle needs just, better. Come H- on, baby. Vicious circle needs better <laughs> HR. All the sexual harassment going on. <laughs> just I love it. it. Out. <laughs> Like, That's great, oh God, dude. Creepy. Dude, I I love this scene. The background, they're in like some kind of weird warehouse. Mm-hmm. I love this cover is awesome. I mean, this front page is, is awesome. First page, I should say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It instantly yeah. is compelling. Like with the you know the Canadian, the Canadian just character. sneaking around. <laughs> he looks so cool. Anyone notice going through this though? Like his skin tone is like white, white. Yeah, it's yeah, shock white. Dude. Yeah, he's yeah. I did notice that on the reread. It's weird. Eh. I think it's cool. Yeah. No, it is cool. It's just weird. I don't understand. Is he like a real pale white Maybe guy? Maybe he's a living snowman. <laughs> <laughs> I love would not be cool. I love that theory. <laughs> he's just a living snowman that fights crime. Must have been some magic in that old I got to say the phrase maple leaf found. <laughs> What's that? So, Jim? he says this line that kind of um, how do I explain this? All right, so he says things like "gotta make tracks" and "I am going the distance." Makes me think he's like a like an Olympic athlete character. I don't know. I don't know. Can can I say Roughneck is just like a total bastard? Roughneck's awful and he's terrible and he really needs to be. So I think Eric's getting it right. No, no, he, he dude, definitely, like, the characterization is perfect, but I'm just saying, like, dude, not only is he, like, just like, hey, dude, I'm just gonna take the samurai pussy, but then, like, follows it up immediately with, like, slurs. Homophobia. Like, That's yeah. on yeah. brand for Roughneck. And but didn't, wasn't there a backup where he tried to, like, rape Hortus and Powerhouse stopped him? Probably, I swear. So there's precedence for this. What a skis, I swear, yeah. What a like skis he, like Hordus is down by the pond, and he like comes down, and tries to attack her, and I think Powerhouse saves her. Yeah, that was one of those plot lines that didn't go anywhere because we thought Hordus and Powerhouse were going to hook up, and then the whole stuff with Rex happened. Also, Man. Captain Canada, not too, not too heroic. Like, clearly, like, you know, Samurai is uh, potentially getting sexually assaulted. Yeah, but and he's like, she's sweet, time to get out of here. Super villain. These in- oh. internal squabbles aren't really priority. So, so, Jim, you're saying you're just as, just as shabby a hero as Captain Canada. Here. I mean, I guess. all I, if, if you tried to save Samurai, she'd probably just kill you. You don't I think, think she, she can would handle like herself it. too, anyway. I mean, she like, does. Well, yeah. She kicks freaking roughneck right in his face. Bolts flying. All right, I'm just saying that I thought that that was a little shabby of him, and as a representative of Canada, I think less of Canada. So, if that's how you guys do it up there, <laughs> just saying, shame, shame. I, I think it's hilarious how Samurai doesn't wear underwear. Yeah. And what's funny is, like, it was never really directly addressed, and here here Roughneck's totally just talking about it. It's hilarious. I really enjoy this Canadian guy's uh, look, though. It's cool. I think it was a good choice to make his little face piece, like, uh, white. To, like, make his, like, skin, like, ridiculously pale. Yeah. I think it, like, uh, sells it in a little... It's a small thing, but I think it sells it. 
But yeah, dude, he's just got a cool look overall. Like when he's punching Roughneck in that final panel where it's like pow and it's just a close up on the teeth where he says, yeah. I am, I'm going the distance. Doesn't that kind of just make him look badass? Yep. It's cool. I like it. I always enjoy seeing new characters, I, new new heroes. I like him, but I do feel he's a little generic, but I think that might be the point. Yeah. yeah. He's a little, well, it's not just like the obvious Captain America thing, but there are Canadian heroes like Guardian who kind of look like this already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he mentioned something. It's just, it's hard to like make a Canadian type Captain America guy. It doesn't look like other. It's tough also because nationalism like that's pretty not really. It's only really something Americans get behind. I don't know. Don't you think that um, Brits like uh, Captain Britain or Captain UK? Yeah, they have Captain Canuck and Jack Staff. Yeah. Yeah, but it doesn't, it never feels the same. As like Captain America or someone wearing a patriotic costume. I mean, American patriotic costume. I don't know. It just seems to be a very American thing to do. Bro, I think if you've got North Force just lurking around like Malcolm name drops him and then you see this dude, I think you got to have a flag guy in the team. Yeah. I mean, God, look, America's got super patriot. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're, you're telling me that, that Canada can't have like this like fucking flag like maple leaf like clad like badass I'm not saying you can't I just think that well I mean and we just talked about it, like Angels wears an American flag costume well, I know what you're well, saying na- Jim, well though, now she wears the Canadian flag costume right 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 I gotcha I do love the action of uh, him getting punched by Roughneck and then catching himself on that pole, like that like rail. That bar, yeah. Isn't that so cool? Yeah, I love how Eric's still keeping the scratchy panels. Yes, So dude. fun. Fucking A. And it's kind of cool to see, like, Samurai, like, you know, we've seen her as a, like, in role as kind of, like, right, like, like, darts, like, right-hand woman. right. And it's kind of cool to see her barking out orders and, like, the other, like, VC goons, like, listening to him. I see old Laser Eye in the background. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Laserhead? Yes. Perfect. S- Fountainhead. Striped pants. I know. Volcanic. Laser face. <laughs> A wild hair. Wild hair is fucking awesome. <laughs> so good, dude. Dude, how cool is this next page? The silhouette panel with so for the listeners, it's the one with uh, the dragon kids and Maxine. I love that silhouette page and panel. Yeah, they're exiting the sneaky D's, which is a real place. I looked it up. What are they? Is it like a family place? Like, is it kind of like Applebee's or something? It's like a Tex-Mex place. Nice. I love the. I don't know who it is. I guess it's Amy swinging on the bar, the street sign. No, Amy's um, no, Amy is holding Maxine's hand. Oh, all right. Then it's Tyrone, Tyrone or Jack. Jackson. Well, it, yeah, it's, it, it's awesome. no, they both got backpacks, so that doesn't tell you anything. Never mind. Yeah, it's a that's a great panel, though. I really like it. Yeah, dude, I love the silhouette panel um, and just the action of the two kids playing. Like, it's fun to see them just, like, you know, 
playing around and stuff. They're talking about uh, Amy marrying Walter. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Just funny type of kids conversation. Dude, how awesome is that giant panel of, like, Malcolm asleep? <laughs> like, just like, he just looks fucking huge, you know? I'm a fan yeah, of... giant fist. Right. I'm a fan of huge arm dragon, so I love it. Yeah. He's, like, way too big for the couch. Love it, dude. And uh, they get a hop on pop. It's so cute. Ooh, so good. This whole scene is hilarious. Oh, yeah, dude. The the prank. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. I love Maxine, dude. I don't give a fuck what anyone says, dude. The comedy she brings to the book, top tier. Top tier. Speaking of book comedy, Rogue Warrior's face. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about this little shit. Yeah, look look at him. He's like, what the fuck? This, I have to always, like, remind myself. I get confused when, like, who's who and who's the father of who. So this is Billy, who's the son of Barry and Dart. Yes. Yes. And Barry was the son of Battle Axe and and Dark Dark Dragon. Dragon. Yes. They they call them Battle Dragon. Correct. And And Billy's half shark because Dart. Already had Mako's blood in her. Right. Correct. Yep, you got it. So Bill, Billy's got a lot going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, some um, Mark Johnson face. <laughs> He's a shark. It's shark. <laughs> he got shark face. Dude, think about like all the shit at play in this one character, Billy. He could grow up to be like the most deadly character. Because he could have that like whole dark Captain Marvel like super athletic, combined with his chosen one aiming. Well, the thing is, with... I'm trying to remember here when he was conceived because Barry, Barry didn't have chosen one powers because Dark Dragon didn't have chosen one powers. Right, but he would have had super strength from Battle Axe. Right, he's got more Battle Axe than he had more, and then later he got a blood transfusion to get the chosen one powers, but then he went splat. Yep. Damn, you're good, dude. I am. I, I, I was. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Okay. I remember you're, facts yep. as they happen, and then I continue to reference them in the future. <laughs> Alternative facts. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Rogue Warrior though, fucking hilarious. I guess that solves the whole thing of is that his hair or is that a helmet? Does it? It's fucking. It's fucking hair, dude. Like, you're not going to, like, keep your helmet That's on for sex. That's what she says. That's hair, dear. <laughs> yeah. I guess he doesn't take the helmet off because getting his hair out of it's a pain in the ass. I mean, it's I, probably just... I like, always thought that the mohawk was his hair, but the rest was a helmet thing. But I don't know. I Who guess, knows? I guess that's his, like, l- the little black parts, like his hair. And then, oh, like, I, he's just got a fucking mohawk. Oh, I see. So he's like he's shaved all the rest of his head. Right. Yeah. Oh. That could be it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just remember huge. it. I could have swear I remember it being shiny at points. Like helmet. Oh, well. Doesn't matter. You think... Uh, I love how he, like he's like, what the hell, Dart? Is that Malcolm? Is that Dragon <laughs> or Malcolm's baby? Did you Do you fuck Malcolm? So he thinks that on the side, she's like 
hanging out with Malcolm? Like, what are you? What is she playing at? You know, right? He's yeah, all yeah. Confused. Yeah, he's instantly like, well, I mean, you got to think he's like, holy shit, dude! Like, you've got like a little like savage dragon running around. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like what? What is this? Like, <laughs> is he your enemy or not? And then what's awesome is like. Mr. Fucking Power Hungry. They're naked in bed. They just had a roll in the hay, obviously. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to take over the vicious circle. It's like, are you serious, dude? Power Hungry, man. She just slugs him. I love that that panel with him on the ground. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it looks awesome. All, all of the Rogue Warrior in this two-page sequence is top tier, dude. Like, mm-hmm. fucking, when he's getting popped, the way his, like, bottom jaw's, like, poked out. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's awesome. It's awesome as shit, dude. Give me all that Rogue Warrior you can, dude. I'll take it. And Shart. We get to see Shart, dude. It's, yeah. It's so good. Years ago, we had that Fincast shirt with Shart on the back. Mm-hmm. And we thought... There's a pretty cool artist that did that. I forget who it was. That's a hack. <laughs> Guy's a hack. Um, no, dude. Like it's cool because we never really got much shark. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. now we see that, like you know, clearly, like that is a way that she has like held command over the vicious circle. Because Rogue Warrior, we have to assume, is such a badass that he knocked Malcolm out for like hours last issue. Right. And like Dart just like knocks him on his fucking ass with one punch. He could have not been expecting it either, though. Well, he got sucker punched for sure. Because the thing is, I'm pretty sure Dart doesn't tell anyone about this. This is her ace in the hole. He's like, what the fuck? When stuff like this happens. Imagine one minute you're laying naked next to Dart, and the next minute it's like this freaking thing with 20 rows of teeth. It's going to be hideous. She anamorphs into a shark. Jim, I thought you would love that. Don't get me started on animals. I do not have time. <laughs> he was waiting for it. I, I was going to say, I, 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 I threw that out there for you. Waiting for it. <laughs> Just a little slab of meat for you. <laughs> Guys, the fucking wake up prank is hilarious. This shit is funny as hell, dude. Yeah. The penis on his fin. <laughs> it's like the little pee drip. <laughs> I mean, Malcolm does have a point you think here. It's pee. It could be something else. Malcolm has a point here about. Uh, uh, if he'd impulsively lashed out, he could have, like, killed somebody. Um, you know what? That's why they stood back and they used... And look, she's behind the kids. She's not dumb. Well, I, I, I actually was worried about that exact thing when she started drawing on his face in the first place. Imagine David, like... <laughs> she what, dies by yeah, what, what if he, what, what, what if What if he tickles his nose and he just slaps the fly that isn't there and hits her instead? Man, that would be such a downer. I would be so mad if she died from this, like, a a sleep slap. Whoops. Pap. <laughs> Pap. That's all, folks. The sleep slap. <laughs> What's well, uh, an awesome Maxine face, too. Like, that laughing. Like, her laughing is so fucking funny, dude. Um, you know, when we first read this, I thought that they all had symbols. Like you know the musical instrument, right? And I was like, I was like, where did the kids all get symbols? Oh, just pots and pans. Yeah, it's just pots and pans. 
but it was way funnier in my head when it was this like they all had symbols for some reason. I gotta say, another, I hate to hate to be that guy. What would have made this a lot funnier is if Mal- <gasps> if Malcolm like clenched his ass muscles and he like shot through the roof, <laughs> like super jumped what? straight out of the couch. <laughs> That'd be pretty hard to explain and he had to render. <laughs> like there's just be a caption box malcolm's ass cheeks are clenched (laughs) well no i mean mcfarlane-esque box well that's how you bounce on a couch right you flex your bottom muscles kick out i i don't understand this okay so you're laying on a couch and you want to get up quick so you flex every muscle in your backside and pop right. yourself out. Like Malcolm's doing just, right like, here. I don't think I ever get off a couch up. that way. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to try. fucking like gymnast shit. Well, you just, yeah, yeah. Well, Clench your what, ass what, do you think so Mal- what do you think Malcolm's doing? <laughs> I mean, he's just jumping because he heard a loud sound. He, yeah, but how is he jumping? Yeah, it's His like legs cartoony. Are in the air. It's like a cartoon type well, reaction. No, that, yeah, yeah. You, th- that you throw is your how arms. a human being pops out of a couch. All right, maybe it's just a me. Yeah, but I don't do that in real life. I mean, I don't ever. I don't clear the couch like Malcolm has done, but I because <laughs> there's a bit of rotation involved. But, but you don't necessarily yeah. need to use your arms and legs to get yourself up out of a couch. Question: Is Malcolm's reaction <laughs> an overreaction? No, he, well, no, it's an underreaction because, like I said, he probably should have jumped at the ceiling. Well, how many times have villains punched through his like apartment wall? <laughs> Yeah. Good point. I think he's overreacting. I mean, it's Debbie Harris all over again. You gotta be careful. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta tell you, man, look at this page. Best font in the game. Oh yeah, dude. Absolutely. Did you say best font in the game? <laughs> <laughs> best letters. Letters. There you go. Letterer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that from the clacklang to the ha 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 to the blah. Even the what and the the yeah everything like it's it's a feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. And we've got the sweet jaggedy panel working into it. It's like not just reserved for action scenes. Oh, it's so good. Well, that's an action scene. Yeah, that's an action well, moment. Yeah, but butt I, flexing. Butt I mean, flexing, yeah. indeed. <laughs> Loud noise, clang, jump. That, that's a hey, that's a super leap right there. There's your fan cast title. Butt, what? butt flexing. <laughs> um, write that one down. We got a really good Paul page. Um, I think it's cool because this has some. This was something that has been in letters columns in Savage Dragon for years. But it's cool because, like, here we have like you know an actual in continuity Paul Dragon talking about the Johnson twins getting super aged up and their reaction to it is perfect. They're like, dude, we didn't get a childhood. That's messed up. And I never even thought about it. I was like, Oh yeah, wait, wait, what? And then like, you know, Paul addresses it. He's like, no dude, you got a childhood. Like we just got future versions of you. I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I never thought of it, dude. I think it's cool that not only did he bring the old we aged our children up to help save the day thing into like actual continuity, 
but he actually threw in an extra wrinkle that felt very, um, it felt very realistic. Like imagine someone tells you that like, yeah, imagine your dad, your dad tells you, yeah, dude. And like, I needed someone to help me fight. So I just, uh, you know, had a magical wizard make you an adult. I'd just be like, you're, you're insane. <laughs> yeah. D- and I don't know what you're talking about. Doesn't he sound goddamn crazy? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, he's talking about like three different universes here. Right. <laughs> You're my son. You, I'm trying to figure out how Fonte can go to the future, get the adult versions of your kids, bring them back to the present, and you not still, Magic. and that you still don't also have children. Because you still have children, they still have to grow up to be taken by Fonte in the future. I suppose the suggestion <laughs> he stole would be, their soul. Yeah, I suppose the suggestion would be that, like, you know, they came back to be adults and help, but then, like, they ended up eventually returning to their own time. Which, of course, we don't know. Like, you know, this whole thing, that, that's the fun thing of this whole Paul Dragon thing, is we have no idea. I don't even know if we're ever going to find out or if it even matters. I tell you, five, we're five or uh, four issues in, and... I'm still not used to seeing Paul Dragon. It still kind of excites me that he's in the picture. He's kind of he's, he's neat. I like that Eric's still tying in his old childhood stuff, and it's like his real childhood stuff, you know. Yeah, and you I can tell he's it. having fun bringing it into this continuity. Um, and you know, I love the small fin now. It's really visually distinct from Malcolm. He, you know, he doesn't look like a generic another dragon character. I really like it. As long I'm as, as, long as he's front facing. <laughs> I was thinking we should call it shrimp fin. Then it kind of. <laughs> I think it, like, I think it looks like a snake tail. Hmm. Yeah, but snake tail fin or shrimp ice fin. cream Which... cone. <laughs> Um, I still can't get over how it looks different from every angle. Like, it doesn't fit, and I don't understand why. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll, I mean, I'm I'm sure, like, the more Paul is in the book, the more he'll get it dialed in to where it's, like, flawless. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree with you, Craig. I think that, like, uh, Paul's presence is still very exciting. I, I love seeing, like, him hashing out his old past. And, like, again, it's a thrill because this is stuff that we've seen in letters columns for years. And, dear listener, if you're a newer, like, or a returning finhead and, like, you maybe don't know, like, Eric has talked about, you know, um, Paul Dragon in his original comics before anything and, like, the things that, you know, he did with the character that were, like, left on the cutting floor. Like, he didn't do – he's like, well – I knew when I like started doing Savage Dragon that I wasn't going to like cheat and age up his kids and stuff like that, right? But it's cool because here we have Paul Dragon talking about stuff that we'd only previously ever seen in letters columns, talking about aging up the Johnson twins to help save the day with Fonte. So, yeah, just echoing what you said, Craig. It is still super cool to see Paul and like uh I love him, dude. I love his presence in the book. I think he adds a lot. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, can someone explain the double notch thing on uh, Peter's nose? Like, what is that? It's like a shorthand type thing. Like, what is it supposed to be? It's got a ridge. I always had it. Yeah, it's like a ridge. It's like a 
like a divot or an it's so weird how would that translate in real life looking i don't know it just it's it's just it's weird to me to me it is like like the ridge like it goes in like you can see like paul kind of has like a like he's squinting his like eyes yeah only like he the like the the johnson twin with the ridge is ugly so it's just there all the time whether he's squinting or not yeah it's hmm. it's not a nose based on reality. Like I don't think there's a real nose you can point to. Yeah, it's like a shorthand thing, but I still I don't know. it's just weird to me. He's always had it. Is there a real nose you got, Jim? I mean, is there someone you can like? I mean, there's Mickey Rourke. Yeah, like a boxer's nose. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, just like a nose with a ridge. Like that's all. You know, like the the really like pronounced ridge. Yeah, like the mobster kind of right. cartoony look. Right. Like a, yeah. Which is like a boxer's look, cartoon boxer. Yeah, he's also got really harsh, like, jowls, like laugh lines almost. So yeah. I think a boxer's face is like a really good analogy. It's how about f- this, uh, go ahead, sorry. No, no I was going to say, it's funny how it's like he's not really so ugly. Like, he turned out kind no, of. No, he's not. He's anymore. grown into he's his more face. Like, yeah. Yeah. He, he had more of an adult-looking face when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah, it was a horrible face for a kid, but it wound up okay as an adult. Yeah. This double-page splash. Woo. Yes, dude. Yes. Can I just say, please stop and appreciate the little drawings in the background <laughs> along the top. It's like some kind of like Greek mm-hmm. theme or something. I don't know. Yep. I love it. Uh, I love this double page splash with the ceilings and everything. It's like a banquet hall mm-hmm. for the listeners. This is, I'm sure you know the page, but the, the vicious circle just basically murdered a whole group of, I guess, mobsters is what it amounts to. Yeah. Dart's been cleaning house with all the local like mobster types. And Rogue Warrior's even saying, he's like, you know, these guys won't give you any more trouble. And so, like, these are apparently, like, some of the old, like, you know, Canadian mobsters that were still lurking around. They're just dead as a motherfucker. Like, just in heaps. Oh, it's so good. The dude hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. The guy right in the foreground with just blood coming out of his mouth. It's just eyes open. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's good, dude. It is good. All the ink splatter. Love it. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, like, you know, Nikos bringing it with his end of the, like, uh, with his part of the bargain. Because, like, just the blood stain, like, on the, like, yeah. you know, tablecloth behind, like, between darts, like, uh, calves there. Like, just that yep. big blood, like, like almost like a coffee stain. Oh, it's so yeah, good, yeah. dude. All right, so... Look just above Dart's cav. You'll see John Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then look slightly to the left, and you see another John Day-ish looking person. You think he's like the John Day mob? <laughs> <laughs> Bunch of John Day uh, relatives. John Knight. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do see the dude, like, like by Dart's hair. Like, the bottom of her hair. Like, he's got kind of a funny, like, you know... <laughs> Funny, like, quaff going on. Such a great shot. I, you can see, like, rooms in the background with, like, pictures and yes, plants. Dude. And 
we get a new uh, vicious circle character we've never seen before. Is she new? Uh, the one with the hellfire. The one with the tentacles, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was wild hair. Uh, uh, no, because if you go back to the the start, you get the mention of wild hair, and if you look at the foreground character, she actually has hair, hair, hair. Well, wild hair is. She's been in the book forever. She's like a Medusa look ca- type character, like with rail, like the Fantastic Four Medusa. Right. Got it. Got Two it. Humans. Whereas yeah. this one is more of a Medusa, Medusa. Yeah. Yeah. But Wild Hair has been around since Freak Force. Maybe that's why you guys need to when we when we go do our retro stuff, you'll learn something. You'll see more Wild Hair. <laughs> I believe <laughs> I could be wrong. Learn something, <laughs> <laughs> guys. I love the ink splatter on the ceiling. Like, the blood just splattered in the ceiling. Yeah, this two-page spread is fucking TNT. Again, Rogue Warrior. I feel like Eric's having a lot of fun drawing Rogue Warrior. Because, like, just look how cool his face looks. Like, he just looks yeah, like a badass. fist is cool, shiny fist. Fuck yeah, dude. I love his boots with his little tassels. Mm-hmm. So awesome. And, uh, Craig, I'm sure you know, who's the chick with the metal dreads? That's adjectiveless warrior. Oh, just warrior? Yeah. Nice. So you get uh, Hellfire, Rogue Warrior, Warrior, Wrath, and Dart. Am I missing anyone? I love that we're getting more Wrath. Wait. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Say those names again. Uh, Hellfire, which is the new person. Okay, Hellfire. Okay, sorry. That's the one I missed. Okay. Because it's... I got hung up on the fact that it was it's Rogue Warrior and Warrior. Yep. <laughs> and Wrath, the guy, the Omega Red type guy. So good, dude. Dart, so much more badass than I ever imagined. <laughs> so good. Really, she's been, um, like, she's been like this for a long time, though. She's been head yeah. of the Vision Circle for a long time. She's always been ruthless. Yep. Yeah, I know. I just had that thing where that that said, she's been really more ruthless than I thought she'd be without the God Sword because the God Sword was kind of the great equalizer. Right. Nah, dude, she's just a badass with exploding darts. She'll fuck your shit. Um, Malcolm with a big old plate of sliders. Fantastic. (laughs) The kids just destroying them. (laughs) Love it, dude. I love um this page because Eric's just a master here mm-hmm. because you have two shots of dragon and you don't see his face in either one. Right. So it's kind of like they left it where he got his face scribbled on and you don't know if you washed it off because they were t- in between scenes now, like, and he's not going to show you his face. Right. Also, so you've got to wait. Please appreciate that uh, on panel two, it's easy to miss, like in the foreground, like the kid's lips, like the super huge lips eating a slider. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good, dude. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's true. I didn't see that. Yeah. The word bubbles kind of block it. Yeah, the little, like, exactly. The Like, the little slider is behind the word bubbles, but, like, it's just funny, like, just a round face with the, like, two lips about to take a bite of a slider. Dude, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about that I've, I forgot to tell you to bring up was just the panels in general. I talked about the scratchy panels, but mm-hmm. look at this page. You've got three different types of panels, like a thick line, a thin line, the blue border, 
Now, if you go back and look at the scene with Rogue Warrior and uh, Shark, Dark, mm -hmm. Shark, look at the panels there, how neat that is. So the red outlines, and they all kind of connect. Yeah. He's just having a lot of, and you look at every page, and each panel has got a different thickness or color um, throughout this book, and he's just having a lot of fun mixing it all up. And it's such a... 180 from even last year when we were just everything was just kind of like traditional you know what it's funny you should even mention that like the thickness was something i kind of missed but even when you flip back to the very beginning of the book like at the bottom uh the second page where uh samurai is kicking yeah like the middle panel Yeah, the middle panel just has just a thick border it's cool i didn't notice that the, the border thickness was something he was just playing with here and there but every page has something weird different going on i wonder if like this is an experiment issue like an unannounced experiment i don't i don't really think so but i don't know you're right though every single page has something different going on if it's just like i i love it dude Think about yeah. it. Like the panels are normally like an uneventful part of a comic. Yeah. But it gives you something to look at. Like just an extra little degree of like graphic design. No, it's fun. Yeah. I think he's having fun playing around with things. You know, it's, it's just another interesting thing. And it's something that I feel like you really got to study a book and, you know, you, you grab a book and you just read quickly through it. You don't catch things like that. But when we do something right. like a, you know, a read through together like this is when you notice all these details and can appreciate that. Oh, totally agree. Like for instance, you were saying, you know, Malcolm's head being off of the panel, like in every panel that he's on, on the page we're currently on. However, something that I'm appreciating more because we're doing like this page by page, like go th like read through is like, man, it's a really great 3d effect. Malcolm, like coming out of the panel there. Yeah. Just rushing and right it, out. Yeah. And like even the way the lines, the lines like sell the yeah, motion lines absolutely. of him. Like, it's like he's boom. It's like he's blasting out of that scene. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. Yeah. I love it, dude. I think, man, yeah, I don't know. You said it. I'm just agreeing. Like I think he's having a lot of fun with this kind of shit. And the colors, dude. I know we've been talking a lot about the new colors, but, like, I'm lucky. I love, like, I hate when we're late, but I do also love when we have the print issue in our hands. Yeah. Because, my goodness, Maxine's face, like, the little highlight on her right cheek. Yeah. This shit's so good. It just looks so painterly. Like, ah, oh, it's so good, dude. I feel like we say it all the time, but this book fires on all cylinders in different ways. Like, often... <laughs> Like, it's kind of like, it really feels like 2020 Savage Dragon has just been strong as hell in a lot of different ways. The lettering, the panels, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. The callback characters that are coming out of the woodwork, like Paul Dragon, the, the big changes, like the kids. Juggling the kids a lot of different plot threads. Older and more active in the book. Um. Maxine's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 definitely 
really enjoyable. And uh, then we get to see uh, Layla, you know, a little older, older. Like I think when was the last time we saw her? She wasn't Ooh. like seven for sure. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago because they came up to Canada for a little while. Right, right. That's when she was like, wasn't Angel being a bitch yeah. and telling everybody their parents and stuff? Okay, got it. But, right, but right, right. Layla definitely looks like the age of Angel when the series focused on like the dragon family. Mm-hmm. When we got cartoony Angel. Like, it just seems like time is flying by so fast. Oh, yeah, dude. I hate it. She's going to be like an adult in no time. <laughs> it's pretty like, wild, fuck. isn't it? <laughs> yes, dude. Uh,. Kids, nothing ages you like kids, dude. I love how they're like. If there's no kids, sorry, I was gonna say if there's no kids around, like you just don't really feel time. Yeah, but like take it. Kids age so fast. Take it from somebody that has them. It's crazy. (laughs) You know, you you might not see somebody for fifteen years, and you see them, and it's like nothing's changed. But then when you see them, and they have kids, and last time you saw them, they had like a two year old, and now they have a kid going to college or something. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's like, ugh. um, I love how Angel's kind of keeping her thickness. I think it's kind of a cool yeah, look. That last yeah. panel, it's like definitely, I, definitely. I like, like hey, it's good, dude. I mean, keep it, keep it like different types of characters, man. Right. We talked about right. it. Even um, Frank's mom, you know, remember when we were like reading that one thing and I was like, oh, shit, is that Edith? Like, is that, Mildred. That's her name, right? Mildred. Mildred. Yeah. I was like, shit, Mildred looks like she could be in Freak Force. She like she was all skinny and one. hot. Yeah, when she was first introduced. <laughs> right. Now she's looking, you know, age appropriate. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, I like it. I appreciate it. We got to talk Dude. about the splash coming up. Yes, let's do this. <laughs> and th- that's why that page was so ingenious to not show his face. Because you'd think right. that, that, you know, the page where they show the scribbles is kind of like a one-time gag. You know, mm-hmm. you think that between that and when he's cooking the sliders, he probably got rid of it. Or you're just not thinking about it. Genius move, ingenious move not to show his face. Because it just mm-hmm. makes this splash page all the more hilarious when you're like oh shit (laughs) he didn't take it off so it's also funny because like larson didn't have to sell he didn't have to sell that did he or didn't he moment yeah but like max even maxine saying stop leaving your phone in the bathroom kind of like it makes you think it's like well you know malcolm went to the bathroom surely he washed it off yeah but no he didn't (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I laughed. Yeah, you got to. I laughed so there. fucking hard. And the fact that they just let him like keep it on his face, like he cooked burgers and everything, right? And they just weren't like they just never told him. Yeah, no one said anything. Like, uh, you didn't get it off, Dad. <laughs> Dude, this this splash. Do you think that Eric digitally put the the glasses and mustache on? so that it wouldn't ruin an awesome splash page if you wanted to sell it down the line? <laughs> or do you think it's just drawn on there? I wonder. Like, if you bought that original art, everyone would think that someone, like, fucked up your page. Like, who the fuck scribbled on your fucking Larson page? It, it's honestly hard to say, because I'm zoomed in on my digital version, and it does kind of look like 
It was use a different pen. Yeah. Well, I can imagine just... he just took like a Sharpie and did that. So it gave it that effect. Right. Right. If he did it, 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 it the, the, like the regular inking is a lot lighter yeah. than that. So it, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's, it's such an amazing page without like, if you would be so stoked <laughs> to own that without like the mustache, <laughs> like the, the foreshortening, it's like the best of Eric Larson and that page, you know, mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. fucking cool. But then, like, but then it's like just fucking trashed with like glasses and a mustache scribbled on. I, I I gotta say, there's something fun about this page. Not just the pose and the and the and the stuff on Malcolm's face. It's the way how the detail gradually like fades out. Yeah. The further back you go. Yeah. Where you got mm-hmm. Malcolm and his giant detailed fist, and you got Malcolm, and you got the cop behind Malcolm, and you got the cop behind that cop. And he got the cops behind those the cops. The cars just turn into, like, squares. <laughs> just, yeah, just like, like, 20 squares make up a car. And it's incredible because when you look at it as a whole thing, you don't even notice. Yeah. Of course. See, that's cartooning, baby. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is that, like, cartooning is all about where you spend your time and energy. Mm-hmm. You don't have time to draw every car perfect. You don't even need to. Well, and also kind of reflects a human's eyesight you can't see that detail the further you go back you know exactly if you were there in in real life so it kind of mimics that can i tell you something that like and again this is going to sound codgerly but i'm just as a comic artist so like i see a lot of digital artists struggle with this they'll pour a shit ton of effort into something that the human eye will never see yeah and there's even or, a hashtag. Or, or, or worse, it becomes distracting because it's too detailed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine. Too busy. Well, like, yeah. Imagine that, like, you're, like, you know, playing a video game and something in the distance that should be blurry because it's far away is, like, crystal goddamn yeah. clear yeah. and you can see every leaf on a tree and you shouldn't be able to. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? But, like, there was even a hashtag where all these artists were like, here's your up-close shot. Because they were just really, like, happy to get to show off details of the art that they had created. Because digitally, you can zoom in infinitely. And sometimes people don't realize that it's like, bro, you know, if you've ever looked, if you go to a museum and you look at a painting, like, I'm talking, like, Renaissance masters, like, painting. Yeah. Some of that shit is just loosey goosey, yeah. right? It's because you don't have to do that, and so that's what's cool. Like what you're describing about, like you know, Malcolm's the foreground; he's the most important figure on the page. So that's where Eric put the energy, right? And then as you go back, the cartooning gets looser and looser because it doesn't matter, right? And so, yeah, I don't know, just not even really. Tire, I travel, I'm just saying, so you're looking right at that fist as it punches you in the face. Right. Yeah. It's following yeah, down just, his leg and then turn the page. Mm-hmm. And it's an awesome, like, you flip the page and it's like, boom, this is introduced. It's like, okay, it's fight scene time. Like, his action sequence begins, you know? A great page flip. I love that. I love this page, though. Minus the, I mean, I think it's funny as hell that it's scribbled on, but I imagine, like, how awesome that original art looks. I love those. as a collector. As a collector, would you not want it to be like issue accurate? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't <laughs> mind if that was put in digitally and it wasn't like 
I feel like if that was something you were going to display, it would be so much cooler if it wasn't scribbled on. <laughs> what about you, Jim? I think it's, sh- if you're going to, uh, I, I think uh, in the original art, it absolutely needs to be there. Yeah, but those, you're not going to have the letters there, the lettering. Yeah, but that's completely different. What well, what does matter is that it doesn't make any sense if you see it on following pages. Yeah. No, right. I mean, if I was going to buy a piece and it was like that was the same price as like another piece that was similar, I wouldn't, you know, of course, for me, I would want more of a normal looking piece. You don't want to put this on your wall? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the with the like bad glasses and the like mustache. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be such so cool looking except for that. So it makes me wonder if he actually put it on. Because think about it, if you were going to sell this piece, mm-hmm. how much it would be devalued having that on there. Albert Moy. <laughs> some, some crazy motherfucker would still buy it. Some glasses and mustache, otherwise 9.4 quality. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, Frack as a Cow. I love it. It's like a very Bracka-Badoom kind of a thing. You know, boom, I, baby. I, I, yeah, yeah, just the, just a personality, dude. Like you know, Malcolm just like busting down this VC like stronghold and just like instantly lightning punching the shit. They just flying everywhere. Oh, it's so good. It's and then the fucking cops are holding their own too, yeah. dude. Big difference when you look at like the Chris Eliopoulos school of lettering, where his blams are more of like a straight QB, like blam, 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 going straight down. Mm-hmm. Versus mm-hmm. this more of the old school. I like that they're like different sizes. Like it's kind of like it sells it, you know? Yeah, yeah. All different Spin panels tang. here again. Rogue Warrior bulletproof. Just fucking Spin awesome. Thing. Like every, <laughs> every scene with him, awesome, dude. This Hellfire chick showing her powers. Dude, so fucking, so great. <laughs> So good. I love it. I love uh, Rogue love Warrior's whoosh. boot is the underside of his boot in that first panel. <laughs> oh, that's him? Yeah. Awesome. Little... Oh, yeah, with the little, I see the flags coming off the boot. Yeah. So good, dude. Oh, look at Dart. I don't know. It's just like the little things you miss. Even Dart going flying. Oh, it's good, dude. I was scared on this next page. I'm sure Jim was oh. too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're learning a lot about Rogue Warrior here, mostly in that he's strong as shit. Yeah. Because holy fuck, does this guy take punishment and 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 walk away from it? Yeah. Like blew out <laughs> his <Big> sternum. <laughs> yeah. He looks uh, fucked up. I gotta admit, when I saw that, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> gone as soon as he got in you know so many good moments i thought he was dead dude i thought malcolm the murderer struck once again every panel on this page is freaking awesome dude the vagina yeah the dripping vagina one side he's got a penis the other side he's got a vagina on his fin god so but i love hellfires like stance where their arms like pulled back i was like like you can feel the motion in that you know and just scorching Mm -hmm. these police there's like little skulls, or at least one skull in the middle there. Just burning. Imagine fire hot enough to just fucking burn a dude into bones. 
Yeah, it's just hellfire. It's fucking awesome, dude. And I love the, like, acrobatic Malcolm pose of him, like, grabbing those darts. Yeah, and darts, like, throwing, like, pose is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I love dude. the explosions, like, the thick mockery-type outlines. Yes. Dude, it's, it's fucking awesome. Like, this whole scene is awesome as shit because, again, you have everything... You don't have Dart using her exploding darts, but then Malcolm, who has chosen one aim power, also using the darts. Yeah. Oh, it's Grabbing so them good. and just re-throwing them. Mm-hmm. Or he just he pulled it right off her leg, right? The darts. Right. Yeah. Grabbed a handful. Well, what he's, right what, he, what he's doing leg. is he's dodging her tosses and then grabs her own darts yeah. as, he goes, as he goes by. I don't know who she hit, but he dodged one and she hit one of the other villains. Probably cops. Uh, I think it's a regular it? warrior. Yeah, because it's got the fancy boots. Yeah. But like Rogue Warrior, like the way he's leaned back with his chest exploding. Oh, it's such a good pain. Yeah, that freaked me out. I thought he was a goner, dude. Thought he was a goner. Um, Shart looking awesome as shit too. Dude, just the way the like the bursts. Yeah. That's something he doesn't are... use all the time, that kind of punching burst. Oh, it's so good. That's a dude. good effect. And I love and Malcolm's like fucking lips. Yeah, dude. Just, He's like, just like boom with a blood splatter. Mm-hmm. And again, what's great a bit about this is, baby, whoo, sequential art. Gotta love it. You have Rogue Warrior punching Malcolm on the opposite page. So on the left hand side, you got, you know, yeah. Malcolm taking a punch. And, you know, his lips are getting like knocked out. He's got some blood, but he instantly goes like pivots from that punch. Into, like, his little acrobatic move, and he grabs the darts or whatever else. Dude, I'm telling you, Shart must be stronger than Rogue Warrior, because she punches Malcolm, and he goes fucking flying into a wall. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, this just this fight scene is great. It really is. It's just little storytelling. It's funny, know? too, because they, like... The, the VC like Rogue Warrior is like, is this a joke to you? You think this is funny? Because he's got the scribbles all over his face and he doesn't even realize right. it. So it's pissing them off even more. Right. Yeah, Dart's calling him Clown Boy. <laughs> you know, again, just because he looks so fucking silly. He just zaps the shit out of Warrior and Wrath. I love that. I love, like, Malcolm's got this thing where, like, we saw it with the Vicious Circle kids, and he just kind of, like, talks shit. He's like, those are your heavy hitters, and they're down for the count. Yeah. You, you might want to so rethink good. this. And then we got this Hellfire chick who's shown to have super hot flames, basically just scorch the skin off Malcolm, which is another great device that Eric uses because, in essence, mm-hmm. it gets rid of all the marker bullshit on his face. Right. So that... When we see in this coming page, it it makes it all the more kind of heavier. Yeah, it really is kind of a clever way to turn that joke, like into sort of just a way to illustrate, like, yeah, he got his fucking flesh seared off. Yeah, yeah, and it makes this last couple pages that more impactful when you see it because it would be hard to take it serious. And you'll, as we get to it, we can talk about it. There's so much great anatomy, dude. Um, I'm just saying, like, if you look, like you mentioned, like, Dart, you know, with her twist. But, like, dude, just look at, like, the poses and anatomy on everyone. 
Yeah. Like Warrior has great anatomy. Like just like her in the foreground, mm-hmm. like where Malcolm is like, you know, twisted looking at Hellfire. Yeah. Like just so many cool, like so many cool poses and shit. It's a feast, yeah. dude. It's a fucking this feast. Is, this is a really one of the better battles we've seen in a while, I feel like. Yeah. And it's I only mean, it's four just or five intense. pages or whatever. Well, I guess it's more than that, but it's just a lot going on. A lot of cool characters, a lot of cool poses. And just Malcolm getting his shit rocked. Like, I felt like for a long time in the book, Malcolm was just fucking everyone he met up, like, with ease almost. Yeah. Well, like, just lightning power. He almost always deals with single villains, though. Yeah. Right. And he's holding his own until the end here. And he's 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 getting rocked, but he's also giving out some punishment. Oh, for sure. Like, if it wasn't for Dart and her exploding darts... I honestly think he probably would have been okay because even getting blasted, he's still coming at him. But, bro, she fucks his kneecaps up. Like, it's like leg gone, hand gone. How are her darts so powerful? They explode. I know. You gotta imagine. Man. She upped that shit for Malcolm. What can you put in a dart that size to, like, Mm. take care of Malcolm? The guy can, like, bounce bullets off him. It's crazy. I mean, she's done it before. Like glycerin or something? I don't know. Oh, my It's God, pretty wild. Dude, I know exactly what it is. Well, it's like white phosphorus or something. No, it's fucking soda making. <laughs> no. it's, it's, it's fucking soda mix, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Brutal. Soda casualties. <laughs> soda casualties. No, it's so good. I love it. Dart just fucking vivisecting Malcolm with her darts, dude. Like, it's awesome that it's not the god sword. It's awesome that she's not... She doesn't even need her shark powers. She's just fucking tearing this kid apart. Like, just blowing him into pieces with her darts. And then, boom. Dart triumphant. That last page, What a fucking page. Yeah, dude, what a page. One of the finheads on the Facebook group compared it to when the feeling he got when you're reading Walking Dead and you see uh, Carl with his fucking eye gone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Malcolm looks fucked. It's probably one of the most, like, the most fucked we've seen him since his, like, taking over the lead. He's missing an eye. It looks like his chest cavity is blown open. He's missing a leg. You can see his skin's boiled. Like, look at the blisters. There's a pool of blood around him. Dart standing over him. Dart looks awesome. Just the way he drew her thighs and stuff like that. Just like, it's like fucking crazy. Dude, she's just triumphant. Like, it's just like, this is a pose where it's just like, and she's like standing on Malcolm's hand. Yeah. It's like, God damn, I love her dude. arm poses, like the one dart in her hand and the other hand like <laughs> clenched in the back. Looks so powerful and cool. And yes. I love how the guys around her, just like the rest of her circle, just kind of like picking themselves off the ground, kind of just like all fucked up. But they won in a in a room full of bodies. Yeah. It's a goddamn bloodbath, dude. That, like blood everywhere. And these backgrounds, again, with the ceiling and everything, best backgrounds mm. in the business. So cool. 
I love the little details, like the little, I know they're rougher drawings, yeah. but like they don't, again, we talked about it, they don't need to be, but I love the little like drawings of like the, you know, like you said, like Aztec. Or whatever it like is, just, it looks like Greek or something, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. 28 years, dude, and I don't think we've seen him do that kind of shit. Like, I feel like it's crazy as shit he's, that you can read Savage Dragon and still get new yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's been on a roll with these like cool looking rooms, remember like the mansion or the penthouse that Dart was in with like. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he's it's fun. He's having a lot of fun here. Oh yeah. Again, I, I it's like, how many times do you read something and you're like, man, I can tell this guy's coasting. But I feel like when you're reading Savage Dragon, it's like, dude, he's constantly fucking pushing himself to do something different. It's good. Yeah. Just whew, holy shit! What an issue! What an ending! <laughs> like. And what's funny is you think about the endings that we've had even this year, like with Paul, like, hi, son, remember me? And like, we've had some crazy final stingers, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like he's really worked hard in 2020 to deliver stingers, like at the end of an issue. And still, here we are, years almost over, and holy shit, we're still getting it. Dude, I, um, can we talk about this letters page? Please do. The, the green box. Welcome to Savage Dragon 254. Things have been, things have been having great runs. Is that what he said? Things have been having great runs of late. Yeah, so, each issue is having a great yeah. run. Yeah, so 250, works. 252, and 53 have all gone back to print due to high demand. In the back issue price of Savage Dragon issues post 200 or so all seems to have gone through the roof. Sales on the rise and life is good. I love hearing that. I love it. Dude, yeah. That, that music. Yeah. It's my favorite song, baby. Oh, it's so good. So good to hear. Thank you, Finheads. Thank you for your listening. Like, just keep that train rolling, baby. Best book in the biz. Triumphant return of Nick Justice to the letters pages. I know. Shout and out I gotta Nick say, Justice. I, I feel like we brought our boy Nick into it. We're like, hey, Nick, get in there, dude. Represent. Matt, Matt Cashel might hold the record now for most letters in one issue. With three? <laughs> yeah. Three letters? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, three in a single issue. Yeah, I was like, all right, dude. Cool. No, but dude, right on. I mean, like, yeah, better better write them in than not. Yeah, I like the variety, too. You get, like, uh, letters from the Netherlands, letters from England, letters from Seattle, you know, Nick and Virginia. So good. So good. And we're not done. No. No, we still got an awesome fucking backup, too. <laughs> Ethereal, Ethereal Warriors. Warriors. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. No, dude, you do. No, I was saying part four, which is I love these backups. I, I love Frank Fosco backups. I love backups that are related to Savage Dragon's main story. Mm -hmm. um, just another killer backup. Even though this is like uh, older work by Frank, man, it's still fantastic. Absolutely. I think he's really killing it. I love his Vanguard in this. I love this modem. Mm -hmm. Like, so good, dude. Yeah, so I, this this issue too, like, so I, I'm comparing this to the Ethereal Warriors Vanguard one-shot, which is what this originally came out as in mm -hmm. black and white. 
But again, to see this in color is awesome. And then they pull a few tricks here, which I'll talk, well, at least one trick, which I'll talk to you about when we get there. Mm-hmm. But um, modem, you remember, was in the the regular Vanguard. And actually, there's a little uh, footnote there, Vanguard 2 and 4 in the regular series. So right. we're seeing her kind of come back for the first time. And then you'll remember back when Vanguard had his backup, whatever, I forget what issues, the early 200s, she comes back there too and, and joins the group. So we, we know right. she's kind of a longstanding character. So kind of cool mm-hmm. to see her come back. Um, and really in this, she's not – like they have this satellite that's like kind of fritzing out and they think it's because of her. But it's really the guy uh, – and I can't think of his name – do you know what the villain's the name? villain? I can't remember his name right now. It's killing me. Is it Zakora? Zakora, right? Bro, I'm not gonna lie. So, it, well, actually, <laughs> it's not Zakora. We'll find out the reason in, in in a minute. But just to go back, we know it starts off right with Ethereal Warriors. Zakora has one of those mm-hmm. lenses, and he gets transported to Earth somehow. And right. so now he's on Earth. And then it, we kind of shoot back and we see where Vanguard's at right now. And last we found that Vanguard was getting called by Wally because that the satellite's kind of going haywire. And this is where we're at. Right. So Vanguard leaves uh, Roxanne in Paris and shows up. The satellite's fritzing out. He goes to find out where it's the power, I guess, or whatever is getting shot to. And it turns out it's... Where are they? In like Arizona or something? In it's the Arizona, yeah. yeah. So this panel where Zakora is kind of laughing, the ha ha ha. We saw that panel already. In either, it's where he threw the Jeep, right? Yeah, so it's he okay. threw the Jeep. So this is a repeat of that panel. The Jeep just exploded. And now we get Vanguard tapping him on the back. <laughs> nice. So it was a little time game. Yeah, yeah. I like it. So I thought that's what was happening, yeah, but it's yeah. good to hear another person. I had confirm. to go back and look, and I was like, "What's exploding?" And then I was like, "I got to reread this." And I was like, "Oh, it's the same panel." Nice. So basically, Zakara is getting punched, and he leaves Wally up there by the satellite, and now Modem, who controlled Wally, remember she got into his head during the regular mm-hmm. uh, issues, right? The ongoing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. She's attacking Wally, but then she gets interrupted by another blast. Right. So Wally gets free. Vanguard is on Earth. Uh, so Zakora made a powerhouse, and I guess this is how kind of those lenses work. They they need to have their own source of power. It's kind of like the Castle Grayskull in a way of mm-hmm. the Ethereal Warriors. So they have one on Ethereal Warriors planet, and then... This is a Korra guy when he landed here in the previous issue. He made his own powerhouse to like somehow he's pulling power from the original powerhouse to this one on Earth. And now uh, Ethrian is chasing that power source. And I think that's what this new blast is to the satellite. Like they they're kind of going through some kind of. I don't know if it's a time warp or reality warp to get to Earth to chase down Zakora. 
Right. I feel like yeah, it's the, like a portal. Yeah, right. So that's what that new blast was on the satellite. And I have a feeling... I mean, I've already read the story, but I think this next <laughs> episode is where we're going to see E3N show up. I love... Um... I love the coloring on this. I love the art on this. This story is great. Um, I'm happy to see Modem show up again. And serendipitous timing. Wouldn't you know it? I was doing some back issue bin diving, and I found a copy of this one shot, which I didn't have. Oh, nice. So, yeah. so Isn't it huge perfect. seeing it in black and white versus color? Well, I haven't had a chance to dig. Because I didn't want to, I knew I wouldn't have the willpower to not read the whole thing. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, I can't wait to compare it, like, black and white to color. Like, I, I can't wait to do the side by side. Yeah. It's, so, it's fun. I mean, I feel like with the black and white, there's a lot going on and it's hard to see. Mm hmm. And so the color just helps it. Like, I feel I've like it drawn with wasn't drawn for black and white. Right kind of like turtles in the in the beginning mm-hmm. so you'll see especially like on the the previous uh uh episodes where they show like all the image characters on one page remember that panel right having it in color makes it so much better Ooh, i can't wait yeah i'll be sure to report back um i will read this between uh, this FinCast and the next FinCast we do. And I'll have a lot more like, you know, feedback to share with you on that. But like, yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm super excited that I was able to pick that up. Well, and, and they also chop it up and rearrange it for the serial. Ooh. So nice. I think it reads better now as a serial. Nice. And that's the way it was intended in the beginning. It was going to start as a backup in Vanguard and then transition to the main story of Vanguard. If it nice. continued going, we get... I've liked this. I've liked this whole thing. Um, I like Van, of course. Vanguard is fucking awesome, and I like uh, E3 and the Ethereal Warriors. I think they have kind of a weird He-Man Master of the Universe kind of a thing going on. You know, science barbarians. Yeah, yeah. Which they're ahead of their time because this is before He-Man when he was when Frank created the character. So. Really? I believe so. I think Frank created him in the late 70s. I mean, I know it was published in the Megaton in the early 80s, but definitely it was right predate, around that time. Definitely predates Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe is like 83, right? Yeah, yeah, early 80s. Wow, dude. That is, it's kind of like how Guy and Duder, every time I see Guy and Duder, I think, oh, it's like Terrence and Philip. But Guy and Duder predate Terrence and Philip by like a shit ton. Yeah. Because like they were from Eric's original comics. Like, it's just so funny. Like, you know, these concepts, like science barbarians, like Frank had it. Yeah. You know, I'm I mean, sure a lot just, of people did then, you know, too. Uh, and it just certain I mean, things stick. Like, uh, like He-Man, there's probably a lot of New Gods influence. Yeah, and Frazetta oh, sure. and stuff like that. John Carter. Because I'm know. pretty sure He-Man has a lot of New Gods influences. Yeah, I think it, there was a lot of heavy Frazetta influence in He-Man. Um, Big time, yeah. I have a book on He-Man art, and it talks about it, and I forget now. But there's actually, like, the original, like... Uh, 
write up on what they were going for and stuff like that. But yeah. Fucking awesome. Uh loving this backup though. Just loving it. Love Wally, like always a pleasure, you know. I think the visual effects you were saying, like, I can't wait to see these in black and white because I just think Modem looks so cool in color. Yeah. Like the way her hair is like just energy on that panel where she's got like Wally. Yeah. Like it's you know, hard to like, translate Oops. that in black and white. Oh, it looks so Having good. Having like color. the pink glowy kind of like screen type looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool, dude. Very fucking cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, this work is fantastic. It holds up. Kudos, Frank. Kudos, Nikos. And Gary. And oh, Gary, you know it. You know, man. You and know Adam on Gary. new letters. Did Adam do the lettering? Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. The whole Adam squad's Kruitz. here, baby. Friend of the Fincast. Love it. It's fantastic. It's a great backup. Um, and you want to know what's funny, too? This one-pager, I wasn't expecting just looking at this at a glance to love this. I was like, oh, where's Moonbeard? You know? Yeah. Where, where's, like, you know, more like that. But, dude, this is a good backup because it has so much, like, modern savage dragon stuff in it yeah some insider stuff like atomic eye <laughs> right and buffalo stew i love the idea neighbor craig or high school football malcolm i love the idea that he's peeling the card open hoping for a mr glum and he gets buffalo stew and they're not even like bummed about it they're like oh cool buffalo stew that's <laughs> good dude and look What's that in the very last panel? A little atomic eye in the sewer. A little atomic eye in the sewer, dude. <laughs> Gotta wonder. It's good stuff. I wish please. there was some Malcolm Dragon cards. Yeah, man, please give it to me. With bad chewing gum and everything. Guys, thoughts on the issue? 254. Another banger. Yeah, I love it. I, I love the direction this book's been in. Just good stuff. Really enjoyable. Agreed. I definitely um, think the ending is one of... It opens up a whole lot of possibilities. I highly doubt Malcolm's dead. He's come back from worse before. Dragon has, at least. But I do think um, it's pretty bad. It's the worst it's been for him. Yeah. So we'll see. There's a lot at play. Um, you know, Eric has talked about how, uh, you know, humans mating with Krillians dilutes them. And so you just don't know how well Malcolm can come back compared to his old man. You know, like there's a bunch of different things, you know, like his fucking head being ripped apart. Like what the fuck happens there? You know, who knows? So just good. Just good shit. Agreed. That's assuming that the vicious circle doesn't just like haul his fucking carcass off and dip him in acid or something crazy. Like, I don't know, it's nuts. It's bonkers. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I think that 2020 has been, before the FinCast, we sort of tallied up. There will be like roughly eight issues this year. Yeah. And I think these eight issues have just been strong as a motherfucker. Absolutely. It's been an incredible year, dude. In a year that has just been pure dog shit, Savage Dragon has been pure dog Every shit. aspect. 
You know, we, I said that before, but the lettering, the coloring, the penciling, the story, even the backup, the covers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like fucking it's, everything, dude. It's as good as it's been. Totally agree. Totally agree. I guess on the next Savage Dragon, two fifty-five. The Empty Grave. <laughs> Sorry, I cracked myself up. Paul Dragon travels to Dimension X to visit the grave of his departed wife, but he gets more than he bargained for. And there we go. So, originally we are like, hmm, well, it could be Dimension X, could be something else. <sighs> now we know it's Dimension X. He, he's, Paul's going to Dimension X, so we'll see. Well, here's is the thing, too. Is no mention of Malcolm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, oh. Um, We're going to switch mm. to Paul now. Oh, okay. Technically, Paul is still a savage dragon, my dudes. And Malcolm's missing half his face in a puddle of blood. Yeah, savage mm. carcass. Mm. Mm. Thank God uh, that hellfire torched his skin off so he didn't have to, you know, if he's dead, I don't know, but... Wouldn't have to die with a cock on his fin. Yeah, a veg. The old the old leaky veg. Drippy cock. But seriously, that, that was a cool device to do that. Because yeah. it would take... The scene would look so ridiculous if he was laying dead with, like, a fake mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good, dude. Like I said, little things that you think are just sort of like gags or whatever, they end up like being used in you know clever ways. Like it really sold the Hellfire to have her burn to have her burn all his skin off. It really sold it. It's just a clever device. Yeah. Whew. Good issue. Oh my god. Awesome. Well, shit. That's about it, right? I think we said it all. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Uh, Savage Fincast listeners. And uh, all eight of you that Raven called out, mm-hmm. you know who you are. You know you, you know your names. We know you too. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs>